what's up y'all it's your girl miracle sims and i'm getting ready to tell you all the easiest way to make your own podcast and that's with anchor by spotify friends listen all you got to do is either download the anchor app or go to anchor.fm and they have everything you need in one place you can record edit and they'll even distribute it and the best thing about it is that it's absolutely free so if you're ready to start your new journey today then go ahead and download the app or go to the website anchor.fm just like yours truly It's your girl Miracle Sims, and you're watching God, Sex, and Love. And friends, I don't know if you know or not, but we are here to talk about God, sex, love, and everything in between. Because y'all know that we don't be talking about that, right? We as Christians. How many times y'all been talking about all these things? You know, one time. Y'all, I'll wait. I'll wait. <laughs> so that's what we're trying to do here friends we're trying to open up the lines of communication uh, and just create a safe space to just chit chat about all things so friends i have a wonderful couple joining me for conversation right now uh i call them the englishes uh, they do a lot of amazing things in the community uh you know uh, they, they have a a non-profit organization where they uh you know, feed the homeless is called uh, people feeding people. Uh, they have a marriage group uh, that they, you know, pretty much sew into daily uh, called uh, the marriage bed undefiled. They, they just do so many great, awesome things and, and they're gonna have a conversation with me right now. And you know what friends, like I said, you know, we, we open and honest around here, okay? So the conversation, we just gonna go ahead and dive in <laughs> so i hope you guys are ready for it we're going to talk about the importance of sex in marriage so if you are ready to dive in with us and have this conversation then stay tuned and uh we'll get straight into it right after this Again, as you guys can see, I have a dear, dear friend of mine. Well, I guess both of y'all are dear, dear friends of mine, but there's one of y'all that I know practically of a whole life. I got the Englishes on the line, <laughs> and they're going to join me for this conversation, this, this spicy conversation about the importance of sex in marriage. So first, I have here Miss Shonda English. Can you say hello to the people? Hello. <laughs> and her wonderful husband, Mr. Roderick English. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys, let's get it going. The importance of sex and marriage. So, first of all, how long have you all been married? 11 years. Almost 12. 11, almost 12 years. Yes. So, listen, all of us that's under that need to be taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> I know I do. I'm just technically getting started in the married game. About you know, year three, four, something like that. 
What y'all got to say about 11 years of marriage? Like, let me just... Let me just. <laughs> Honestly, on my end, it's a lot of compromise, a lot of sacrifice, and a lot of patience. Because, mm. you know, in marriage, it's not about you. It's about blending with another person. And it's a learning experience. So it's like, you know, 11 years, I'm still learning her. She's still learning me. And, and you know, I'm cool with her changes. And, you know, as long as she stays cool with my changes, the ability should be fine. Yes. Um, 11 years. Well, I've known her for 15. So we've been friends for 15 years. Um, and being married for 11 years, it's had its challenges. You know, I always tell newlyweds, the first three, four years going to be the hardest. Because you're trying to adjust, you got to come together. It's a lot of compromise, a lot of give and take, but definitely a lot of communication. You got to be able to talk to that person. That's why it's important to establish a friendship. Like, he's literally like my best friend. I can call him, talk to Rod about anything. And what we did too, we created in our marriage something called brutal honesty. So, you might not like it, but we're going to tell it like it is, and then we'll talk about it, make up and pray later. It, but you got to be honest with each other. Honestly, brutal honesty will save your marriage because there's a lot of things you have on your heart. There's a lot of things, you know, your spouse going to have on their heart. And it's like you hold them back. And if you just get it out, speak it, you'd be surprised that you're probably saying the same thing. And, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So being open and honest, it saves you from a lot of headaches and heartache. I agree, I agree. Look, just the platform. <laughs> so friends, this conversation of the importance of sex in marriage. On one hand, I know for me, you know, I guess I always aspired to be at this point in my life because I was always taught that sex was for marriage, you know? And so, um, but then we get to this space where it may just not be you or it may just not be me but it's like the narrative is that there is an issue when it comes to married people having sex yeah um you know and to me that's kind of confusing because i'm like well this was supposed to be the time when you're supposed to be having sex you know so why is there this issue here um now the more i grew the more i'm like okay i'm thinking that it's all spiritual uh, like a spiritual attack on marriages is the reason why there is problems with sex in marriage. But I mean, I guess I just wonder, even if we don't go that deep with it, we just think about like on the surface level, like why, why do we think that there are issues or, or are there issues with uh, sex in marriage? Now, now that you all are on the married side, are you all seeing some type of issues with sex? Definitely. Um, I'll say early in our marriage, we definitely had problems with sex and marriage. And more so, I'll say on me rather than him. But he has a super high sex drive, just being transparent. He does. And so with me, I was kind of like, I wasn't giving as much as I should, probably. Because I would have my little mood swings, just hormonal changes, just tired, things like that. And not really thinking of sex as a form of communication or a love language. Also, I think people, when they get married, and especially women, a lot of people settle. And they're happy, they're like, you know, I got a good guy, I'm married, he ain't going nowhere. So it's like, you do everything to get him, and then people just kind of chill. But it's, it's not necessarily women, it's guys like that too. I have some friends that's like, the spouse is like me, high drive, and then you know, the husband's like, man, I love you. And I mean, it's like, you know, you gotta balance that out. But a lot of times people settle, they, the sex, kind of gets pushed to the side and you know that can be a big problem 
And I think, honestly, some things need to be taken care of in dating. Like, you have to have, I'll say, I think with me and Rod, we talked about everything while we were dating. Like, what's our parents' expectations? Um, what's your ideal of what a wife is supposed to do? What's my idea of what a husband's supposed to do? And a lot of times, I think people don't talk about sex, they just do it. So even though we're supposed to save it for marriage, you know, I hate to say it, most people in today's society, they're having sex before marriage. They're going to test their car out. And so, <laughs> and so they don't talk about expectations for sex because while you're dating, it's like, you know, I see you, we have sex, you know, everything seems good. But when you're living with this person 24-7, it's totally different. And that's something that you have to talk about before marriage. You really have to set those expectations of what you expect in the bedroom. What does he expect? What does she expect? What do you like? What do I like? And even if your two versions coming together like it's supposed to be before marriage, you still need to talk about what you expect because that's gonna be an issue. The two top reasons why people get divorced in America, especially in Christians, sex and finances. Mm. So if you can't talk about sex and finances in a marriage, yeah, it's gonna be some problems. Well, mm, mm, mm. so, well, the, so obviously you all feel like sex is important in marriage. Yeah, it's the glue that holds it together. It literally is a form of communication. We talk about how important communication is. It's that glue that's going to help hold it together. And even if, since we on God, take the love and I had to pull some scriptures. Go ahead. <laughs> Even in 1 Corinthians, if we look at 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 3 through 5, it says, Husbands should fulfill the wife's needs, and wives should fulfill the husband's need, as in sexually, need. And when I read that thing, I was like, dang, that's a need. My husband had been telling me it was a need, but I was like in my own feelings, like I wasn't listening. And then if we keep going further, it says you're supposed to have authority over each other's body. So I'm not supposed to go, oh, this is my body, you can't touch me, or vice versa. It says you have authority over each other's body. So this is his body, this is my body. We're supposed to be joined together as one flesh. It says it repeatedly throughout scriptures. When a husband and a wife get married, you become one. So it's not a separate body. We're together. And then this part right here, verse five, do not deprive each other of sexual relations unless you're fasting, but come together so Satan cannot tempt you. So like when you're not having sex with your spouse, it's going to lead to other spirits, as you said before, coming in. Mm. Well, that's the way she says this stuff because she's speaking my language now. Yes, I am now. Because it's like <laughs> for so long, you know, like everybody talks about verbal communication is, you know, the key to keeping a good marriage. I'm like, people talk all the time. But when you're married, the sexual bond is what really brings you together. Because my thing is, the more sex you have, you're not arguing. You're not fussing. Y'all actually come together. You discuss things together. The house is at peace. You, you, you're not, if you have kids, you're united with, united against the kids. You're united against your family members. Y'all together. But when y'all not having sex, when you're not vibing with each other, everything in the world starts to seep in. And then one person's going to want more and another person's going to want nothing. And then it's just like everything falls apart. So I honestly believe that's why God made sex. Because sex is what bonds you together. I mean, it's the purpose. To that's, be together. That's literally the way to become one. Because you're joined together. Friends. 
friends, friends. Like, I hope that blessed you right there, just that by itself. That's a lot. Um, I mean, I don't know what the problem is. Why, why for it gotta be a problem, doggone it? Like, I think I'm probably the one that's the, that's the most uh, sexual-minded in my marriage. So, it, it can be on the other end, too. I think that was the interesting thing that I learned uh, when I became married is that you know the, the narrative is that men want it men want it men, men want it like that's what you hear but i mean when i'm in the relationship and i feel like i want it i want it i want it not to say my man don't want it but like his mind is on all of the other things it's like well dang like what's going on okay, so <laughs> question for you lovers i want to i guess get in y'all business a bit um <laughs> Is there anything that happened in your marriage that that just solidifies the point that sex is important? For me, it was the moment when my spouse was like, he thought about having an affair. Like, not that he did it, but he thought about it because he wasn't getting what he needed. And like I said, I could have took that one or two ways. I could have took it like, oh my God, like, what do you mean, blah, 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 and just like kicking, screaming, throwing stuff. But instead I took it as a moment of like, let me self-reflect. Cause I know the person that he is and he's not that type of person. And it was just like one of those moments where I had to really like self-reflect because this is something that he's been asking about, begging for, talking to me about for years. Like it wasn't something that I came to the realization overnight that this is an intense need for him, but it was like, okay, Shonda, what's what's the problem? What's the issue? And it was really like that moment where I was like, okay, you know, let me think about this. Like, do I want to, you know, lose my marriage over something that I'm supposed to be doing? Because I knew in reality, okay, I should be having sex with my husband. I just don't feel like it because of whatever selfish reasons I had in my mind. I just didn't feel like it. And so I took that as like, okay, he's, you know, bold enough to come to me and say like, dang, you know, it's like women throwing themselves at me and trying to, you know, give me what you're not giving me, but I'm resisting that. And it's more or less like, why aren't you giving it to me? And so that was like a real wake up moment for me, personally. And I just took that moment of self-reflection instead of, cause I honestly believe, and this is just my personal view. I know a lot of people gonna be like, it's controversial. I think when people have affairs, it's because of two people have failed in the marriage. Now you do have men or women who cheat on their spouse just to cheat on their spouse because they're just mm-hmm. crappy people. Uh uh-uh. uh. There's no time to get my nails done. Oh, I know. I went to unwindselfcare.com and got my 100% nail polish strips. Thanks, Unwind Self-Care. Now, you do have men or women who cheat on their spouse just to cheat on their spouse because they're just Mm -hmm. crappy people. But most of the time, an affair doesn't just happen from one incident. It's a buildup of several things that have not been talked about over time or things that you never dealt with over time. And so for us, the issue, we had great communication, all this stuff on the surface, but underneath all of that, the sex was lacking. 
And even I would admit, like, you know, it wasn't what it probably could or should be. And so that's why I was like, okay, I don't want my marriage to be like my parents' marriage and end in failure because I'm not willing to really truly listen to my spouse. Mm. A lot it's, of it is no matter how good a person is, can't take no but so much. And most infidelities in marriage, and it comes from that angle. It's like you have one spouse that, and then it's like on my end, it wasn't like I wasn't doing the hustling things. Like I was cooking, I was cleaning, I made sure my kids were bathed, I made sure, you know, they did their homework. I was running around coaching, I'm still going to the gym, you know, still providing her time. So it's like at the end of the day, it was like, what am I doing wrong? If I'm taking a list of everything a man should do to get the reward for being a good husband, it's like, I'm doing everything, but you're not getting the reward. So it's like, I'm trying to figure out in the time, like, what am I doing wrong? Is it me? Do I look a certain kind of way? Like, you know, do I smell funny? Like, you know, like these are things I'm looking at. Cause I'm like, I take care of myself. I take care of my family. I go to work every day. So it's like, you know, I couldn't figure the thing out. And so I just started praying. I said, well, what am I doing wrong? And I never got an answer. I'm like, well, what am I doing wrong? And then I didn't get an answer. And it was like, one day he was like, you're not doing nothing. It's not all you. And it's like, even even in that period of time, it's like, you know, you sitting there and I'm waiting for a response and waiting for a response. And it's like, you know, there's no excuse for it, but you get to a point, it's like a tiger in a cage. When you put that tiger in the corner, he's got to come out the corner somehow, some way. And it's like, I don't feel that, you know, people should hold that from themselves because you open a door that you don't want to open. And I mean, you know, luckily me and my wife got to the point where we could talk and it really, you know, it exposed a lot of things and it allowed her to open up to me, you know, some of her um, fears and so on and so forth. And it's also some of mine. Mm. Yo, wow. That, that's good right there. And like, honestly, uh, you guys said, you know, 11 years marriage, almost 12. And for you all to be where you are now is a blessing because again, you know, I know a lot of people don't necessarily make it there. A lot of people just kind of give up or be like, you know, well, you're not giving me what I want, so I'm going to go elsewhere, like you guys said. And so who knows, perhaps, and I, I mean, perhaps you, you all went through that for this moment right here to show other people how important this is. Um, you know, because like I said, I mean, even in my marriage, I, you know, I feel like I'm that person that's always wanting whatever I want when I want, you know, and maybe me and my husband aren't like fully on the same page with that, or maybe we don't fully understand each other in that aspect. And it, it's confusing, it, you know, I can agree. I guess I would relate a lot to Roderick in this because it's like, I often wonder like, oh, you know, is it me? Like, is there anything I can do? Like, is there something I don't understand? Like, and just really, really try to show that I, I, I literally, like, I think the thing that I'm afraid of, like, I don't think I, I would do anything, you know? I would hope and pray that I wouldn't do anything to, to, you know, mess up the marriage or anything like that, or, you know, or take any type of temptation and stuff. But at the same time, I guess my thing has been like, well, but don't, like, keep putting me in the situation to have to doubt or fear or wonder, you know? So... I guess on the other, I guess to, to be on the other end and like I can, I can definitely relate. And so, you know, I hope that you all are encouraging people that this whole thing is very important. I'm on team more married sex. Uh, we're going to make it a hashtag. <laughs> we're going to make shirts. 
<laughs> I think, you know, through the whole process on my end is what do you really want? And then, like, the, one of the things that I kept thinking about, you know, when I was going through it, it's like, why did I marry this woman? You know, what things did I see in her? What is her value to me? And it's like, you know, what things, you know, are, are God allowing us to build? You know, where are we going? So, like, thinking about those things, like, I talk a lot of times when we do talk about a couple, I talk about building a wall, you know, like a spiritual, mental marriage wall. And on that wall, it's like, you know, you have all your memories, you know, when you first met each other, you know, when you had your, you know, your first kid, you know, your first trip, all the things, you know, that are special. So it's like, when you're going through hard times, especially when I was going through hard times, when, you know, she wasn't giving me what I wanted. I could reflect on those things. It's like, okay, these are the reasons why I'm going to stay faithful. These are the reasons why, you know, I'm not going outside of my house. These are the reasons why I'm going to wait on my wife. And I mean, and it's not easy. And I mean, I, I stare at that wall a lot of times, but the thing is, it's, it's worth it. And I mean, you know, my message, I guess, to people that have been married, you know, especially just starting out fresh and things are not going the way you want them, you've got to endure it. Because the first, like my wife said earlier, the first three to five years of marriage, that's the puzzle right there. You're still trying to put things in place. You're still trying to figure each other out. And even though you can talk about your love language, your sex language, it's completely different. And then you don't really know it until you're face-to-face, the door is shut, you know, your moms and dads and everybody's away and you got to really figure this out as, you know, adults. And then once you figure it out and it takes time, everything sort of smooths out. It just, it's a time thing. I think for me, like, one thing I say that I did is like all of this, I would often pray, like, not really for him, but for me, like, Lord, let me be the spouse that he needs. Because I think a lot of times in prayer, we can be still selfish, like, Lord, change him, change him. And I was like, you know, Lord, change me. Like, that's a real, uh, I always say insightful prayer. Like, instead of asking God to change the other person, change me. Let me be more of what he or she needs. And I think it's uh, it's a selfless prayer because you want to be what your spouse needs and what your spouse wants. And, or, you know, pray, Lord, let me have more insight into what my spouse is feeling. Because for Rod, it was like, not just me, like, I would be like, okay, I want to have sex tonight because I'm tired. But in his mind, his love language is not me saying I'm tired that he's hearing, it's him feeling rejected. And when, like, that thing really hit me, and I was like, it's not that I'm rejecting you, I love you, I don't want you to feel like this. But he felt like I was almost like abandoning him or neglecting him, which of course goes against a biblical marriage period. You're not supposed to be depriving each other. And so to not have that connection is a form of neglect. It's a form of abuse. And you can't expect a kicked dog to not fight back eventually. And so that's why I said for me when that come and so that's why I said for me when that conversation came up, it was like, okay, I can take this one or two ways. I can lash out and it leads to more issues and probably, you know, go ahead and destroy what's already fragile. Or I can really take a second and really hear this time what he's saying. Because it's not like he hasn't said it before. I just was like, oh, boy, you'll be all right. (laughs) You know, at that time, it was like, oh, okay. I'm happy that you're talking to me about it and that you didn't act on it. Because so often in marriage, instead of the person having a, I always say, which one do you want? The beautiful lie or the ugly truth? 
because a lot of marriages are built on beautiful lies. Like, instead of me telling my spouse I'm thinking about having an affair, I'm just going to go do it and not tell them. Well, that's going to still lead to an ugly truth later on, but now the damage is really has, you know, reconciliation in a lot of cases. But in this case, okay, you told me what you were feeling and I really hear you, you know, because it could lead to something more and I would have to take some ownership in this. And that's why I said, for me personally, I always believe in a fear is just two people that have totally miscommunicated in a lot of cases. Well, friends, I know we can keep going on this, this topic for a while, a while, a while. But, you know, if, if there's any other thing that you feel like, you know, we may have left out of the conversation that de- definitely needs to be said about the importance of sex and marriage, what would that be? Because your love has set me free. I'm alive. special treat we're gonna actually just go on in the kitchen and uh have bites with bro bro hey y'all it's time for bites with bro bros i'm here with chef derek of bro bros catering and he's here to show us a quick quarantine breakfast uh, what, what do you have for us today chef well miss miracle for you and all your lovely fans out there i wanted to put together a quick and simple quarantine breakfast right mm-hmm so for me, I like to treat myself. So I like something hearty in the morning to fill me up, get me going, right? Mm-hmm. So what I did was a steak and eggs breakfast for you guys. Mm-hmm. You smell that garlic on there and that mm-hmm. butter. Oh, that butter was just sizzling and dripping when it was uh, being cooked. I mean, it's super quick and simple, uh, approximately 12 minutes. And I mean, prep to cook everything. Okay, well that sounds good. Um, Let me see. So we're we gonna, we gonna have a little taste Yeah, let's, let's have a taste. Now, okay. what what you can use to accent it, you can use the butter and garlic that you cook it in, and next time on next episode, I can maybe show you guys that a little bit more, but you can do a cheap and easy, quick way out, and that would be A1. All right, okay. Future sponsor. <laughs> yes, we believe and receive that. <laughs> so if you want, you can try it with the steak sauce. You can do it with or without. You know, everybody has their preference. Mm-hmm. Preferably, you know, mine is no steak sauce. You don't need it when you have the butter and the garlic, those herbs in there, okay. and the eggs just light and fluffy. But yeah, let's let's give it a, let's give it a try. Okay. Let's get a little bit of Real eggy. They must be cage-free eggs. <laughs> those, those had to be some happy chickens. You know what? Mm. Those eggs, though, those are nice and fluffy and stuff like that. So, um, look, so I guess I was yeah. supposed to share this, huh? I was supposed to share this with you. Because I don't know. I don't know. Well, it was just a small portion because, you know, it was just a quick quarantine breakfast. So, you know, just something to get you going for that morning and the afternoon. Carry you over to dinner time. <laughs> So I wouldn't be surprised if she took it off and ran away with it. Well, friends, if you guys want to learn more about Chef Derek or Bro Bro's Catering, go ahead and tell them some social media. Yeah, 
Feel free to follow us on Facebook, Bro Bros Catering. You can also catch us online or on Instagram at Bro Bros Catering, uh, BroBrosCatering.com. So check us out, support us. We love the support. I appreciate it. And more than anything, we love Miracle for the opportunities that she's provided to other black men and women out here in the industry. And I mean, she's just all about wonderful person. So shout out and keep supporting everybody. And I think that was her, her son right there trying to second that. You know what, backstage, baby. <laughs> well, friends, thank you guys for tuning in to Bucks with Bro Bro. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and enjoy this quarantine breakfast. Y'all have a good old day. I just want to give a special thank you to the Englishes. Thank you so much for joining me in this conversation, talking about this very important topic of the importance of sex in marriage. Uh, so thank you all for also being the very first couple to interview here on God, Sex, and Love, the TV show. Also, uh, friends, I want to just give a shout out to Chef Derek uh, with Bro Bros Catering. Thank you so much for showing us that yummy, yummy recipe uh, to give us a quick quarantine breakfast idea. Friends, I hope that you all enjoyed this episode of God's Fix and Love. Stay in touch with us on social media. You can find us on Instagram, YouTube, uh, Facebook, all under God's Sex and Love. And you can also visit GodSexAndLove.com. The time an affair doesn't just happen from one incident. It's a buildup of several things that have not been talked about over time or things that you never dealt with over time. And so for us, the issue, we had great communication, all this stuff on the surface, but underneath all of that, the sex was lacking. And even I would admit, like, you know, it wasn't what it probably could or should be. And so that's why I was like, okay, I don't want my marriage to be like my parents' marriage and end in failure because I'm not willing to really truly listen to my spouse. Mm. A lot of it is, no matter how good a person is, can't take no but so much and most infidelities in marriage and it comes from that angle it's like you have one spouse that and then it's like on my end it wasn't like I wasn't doing the husbandly things like I was cooking I was cleaning I made sure my kids were bathed I made sure you know they did their homework I was running around coaching I'm still going to the gym you know still providing her time so it's like at the end of the day it was like what am I doing wrong if I'm taking a list of everything a man should do to get the reward for being a good husband is like, I'm doing everything, but you're not getting the reward. So it's like, I'm trying to figure out at the time, like, what am I doing wrong? Is it me? Do I look a certain kind of way? Like, you know, do I smell funny? Like, you know, like these are things I'm looking at. Cause I'm like, I take care of myself. I take care of my family. I go to work every day. So it's like, you know, I couldn't figure the thing out. And so I just started praying. I said, Lord, what am I doing wrong? And I never got an answer. I'm like, well, what am I doing wrong? And then I didn't get an answer. And it was like, one day he was like, you're not doing nothing. It's not all you. And it's like, even, even in that period of time, it's like, you know, you sitting there and I'm waiting for a response and waiting for a response. And it's like, you know, there's no excuse for it, but you get to a point, it's like a tiger in a cage. When you put that tiger in the corner, he's got to come out the corner somehow, some way. And it's like, I don't feel that, you know, people should hold that from themselves because you open a door that you don't want to open. And I mean, you know, luckily me and my wife got to the point where we could talk and it really, you know, it exposed a lot of things and it allowed her to open up to me, you know, some of her um, fears and so on and so forth. And it's also some of mine. Mm. Yo, wow. That, that's good right there. And like, honestly, uh, you guys said, you know, 11 years marriage, almost 12. And 
for you all to be where you are now is a blessing because again you know i know a lot of people don't necessarily make it there a lot of people just kind of give up or be like you know well, you're not giving me what i want so i'm gonna go elsewhere like you guys said and so who knows perhaps and i i mean perhaps you, you all went through that for this moment right here to show other people how important this is um you know, because like I said, I mean, even in my marriage, I, you know, I feel like I'm that person that's always wanting whatever I want when I want, you know, and maybe me and my husband aren't like fully on the same page with that, or maybe we don't fully understand each other in that aspect. And it, it's confusing. It, you know, I can agree. I guess I would relate a lot to Roderick in this because it's like, I often wonder like, oh, you know, is it me? Like, is there anything I can do? Like, is there something I don't understand? Like, and just really, really try to show that I, I, I literally, like, I think the thing that I'm afraid of, like, I don't think I, I would do anything, you know, I would hope and pray that I wouldn't do anything to, to, you know, mess up the marriage or anything like that, or, you know, or take any type of temptation and stuff, but at the same time, I guess my thing has been like, well, but don't, like, keep putting me in the situation to have to doubt or fear or wonder, you know, so. I guess on the other, I guess to, to be on the other end and like I can, I can definitely relate. And so, you know, I hope that you all are encouraging people that this whole thing is very important. I'm on team more married sex. I'm going to make it a I'm going to make shirts. <laughs> I think, you know, through the whole process on my end is what do you really want? And then, like, the, one of the things that I kept thinking about, you know, when I was going through it, it's like, why did I marry this woman? You know, what things did I see in her? What is her value to me? And it's like, you know, what things, you know, are, are God allowing us to build? You know, where are we going? So, like, thinking about those things, like, I talk a lot of times when we do talk to other couples, I talk about building a wall, you know, like a spiritual, mental marriage wall. And on that wall, it's like, you know, you have all your memories, you know, when you first met each other, you know when you had your you know, your first kid, you know, your first trip, all the things, you know, that are special. So it's like, when you're going through hard times, especially when I was going through hard times when, you know, she wasn't giving me what I wanted, I could reflect on those things. It's like, okay, these are the reasons why I'm going to say, baby. These are the reasons why, you know, I'm not going outside of my house. These are the reasons why I'm going to wait on my wife. And I mean, and it's not easy. And I mean, I, I stare at that wall a lot of times, but the thing is, it's, it's worth it. And I mean, you know, my message, I guess, too, People that have been married, you know, especially just starting out fresh and things are not going the way you want them, you've got to endure it. Because the first, like my wife said earlier, the first three to five years of marriage, that's the puzzle right there. You're still trying to put things in place. You're still trying to figure each other out. And even though you can talk about your love language or sex language, it's completely different. And then you don't really know it until you're face-to-face, -face, the door is shut, you know, your moms and dads and everybody's away and you got to really figure this out as, you know, adults. And then once you figure it out and it takes time, everything sort of smooths out. It just, it's a time thing. I think for me, like one thing I'll say that I did is like all of this, I would often pray like not really for him, but for me, like, Lord, let me be the spouse that he needs. Because I think a lot of times in prayer, we can be still selfish, like, Lord, change him, change him. And I was like, you know, Lord, change me. 
like that's a real uh i always say insightful prayer like instead of asking god to change the other person change me let me be more of what he or she needs and i think it's uh it's a selfless prayer because you want to be what your spouse needs and what your spouse wants and or you know pray lord let me have more insight into what my spouse is feeling because for right it was like not just me like i would be like okay i want to have sex tonight because i'm tired but in his mind his love language is not me saying i'm tired that he's hearing it's him feeling rejected and when like that thing really hit me and i was like it's not that i'm rejecting you i love you i don't want you to feel like it but he felt like i was almost like abandoning him or neglecting him which of course goes against a biblical marriage period you're not supposed to be depriving each other and so to not have that connection is a form of neglect it's a form of abuse and you can't expect a kick dog to not fight back eventually and so that's why i said for me when that comes and so that's why i said for me when that conversation came up it was like okay i can take this one or two ways i can lash out and it leads to more issues and probably you know go ahead and destroy what's already fragile or i can really take a second and really hear this time what he's saying because it's not like he hasn't said it before i just was like oh boy you'll be all right <laughs> you know at <laughs> that time it was like oh okay i'm happy that you're talking to me about it and that you didn't act on it because so often in marriage instead of the person having a i always say which one do you want the beautiful lie or the ugly truth because a lot of marriages are built on beautiful lies like instead of me telling my spouse i'm thinking about having an affair i'm just gonna go do it and not tell them well that's gonna still lead to an ugly truth later on but now the damage is really has you know reconciliation in a lot of cases but in this case okay you told me what you were feeling and i really hear you you know because it could lead to something more and i would have to take some ownership in this and that's why i said for me personally i always believe an affair it's just two people that have totally miscommunicated in a lot of cases. Oh. Well, friends, I know we can look, keep going on this, <laughs> this topic for a while, a while, a while. But, you know, if, if there's any other thing that you feel like, you know, we may have left out of the conversation that de definitely needs to be said about the importance of sex and marriage, what would that be? Have fun. Like, Sex is not meant to be stressful. Sex is meant to be enjoy. You know, it's meant to be a joyful moment. And like I tell my wife all the time, and I mean this, like sex to me is like that's my ultimate love language to her. And it's like me as a pleaser, I want to make sure you know her mind, her body, her spirit is pleased. And it's like you know I'm taking my time to invest in you. And I think that everybody should take their time and invest in their spouse. Like, that's the one, you know, that God chose for you. And that's the one that, you know, you chose her, she chose you. Enjoy one another. Like, you know, talk to one another. Sex is meant to be fun. It, it, it's a holy gift. I mean, you know, it's something around nature. It creates life. And it's like, enjoy that. And if you enjoy it, your communication is going to be better. Your marriage will be better. And most of all, your friendship with your wife, your spouse is going to be a whole lot better. Um, I don't say anything about sex in marriage. Uh, really, just do it. Like, <laughs> just do it. Like, and I would say, you know, specifically for the spouse with the lower sex drive, you're gonna have to compromise. Um, you know, 
it's gonna be some days you don't feel like doing it. I love how my pastor say sometimes you gotta fake your way into a feeling. Like you <laughs> you might not feel it in that moment at first, but if you start, you know, putting a little spark on the flame, that thing gonna light up. So just do it. Some days you just might just have to do it. And I feel like, you know, definitely if you married you, you need to be doing it often, maybe like two, three times a week. Often. <laughs> so that, you know, you keep that bond. And I love what Rod said. Make it fun. It should be enjoyable. I, you should be able to laugh with your spouse during sex. Like create <laughs> old conversations. Potentially so. Maybe not so much conversations, but we don't talk that much. <laughs> part two <laughs> listen and keep it spicy keep it spicy it's mm. cool alright <laughs> well friends um, I want to say again thank you all so so much for sharing your life with us here on God, Sex and Love Shout out to you all for being the very first to interview on the TV show. So, woo! I got it. I'm about to send y'all a gift or something. I'm about to figure, you know, more little <laughs> together. And this is why we need sponsors. <laughs> but yeah, I'm about to do something for y'all because, you know, you guys are the first. You know what I'm saying? Um, you, nah, I ain't going to go there. Should I go there? Nah, I ain't going to go there. Go there. Um, go there. But no, like, honestly, uh, like, I, I enjoyed this conversation with you all, you know, um, at the end of the day, I don't know if anyone is going through this, you know, with your spouse, you know, maybe you all are on the same wavelength, anything like that. Um, definitely go to God about it. I say definitely pray about it. Um, I think the thing I struggle with is being like, kind of beating up myself about it. Like, okay, well, maybe it's my past. Maybe it's this and that, you know. Um, maybe it's something I just need to change about me in this area and stuff and um, things like that. So I don't know where you are, uh, whoever you are. <laughs> but, um, you know, I hope that this encourages you. And those of you that are married, you know, in, in my mind, marriage is a free pass to be freaky. So, I mean, you know, I'm going to leave y'all with that. Y'all can let that marinate on your heart. So, it's a mess. Englishes, thank you all so so much again for joining me. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm looking forward to chit chatting with you all again. We gotta have you guys back on. Yeah. yeah. Huh. I don't know. Let me know. <laughs> but all right, y'all. Well, I will let you all go. Bye bye. Thank you all for joining me. If you like what you hear, then consider supporting our podcast. Every listener that supports us for $9.99 a month will be entered into our monthly raffle for a chance to win a free gift. So become a supporter today.